Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. The Washington Commander's rookie running back has been shot in the leg in an attempted robbery. I'm Dick Iuliano. An area hospital responds after an audio recording leads to threats against its providers. I'm Mike Marillo. Got a sunny and humid day ahead of us with our highs near the low 90s. Six o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Dell Small Business. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. NASA's most ambitious moonshot in 50 years, the Artemis One, is scheduled to launch today after an early morning glitch. Correspondent Peter King is at the Kennedy Space Center. Lightning delayed fueling by about an hour, and a now-resolved hydrogen leak delayed it even further. An important pre-launch test started about two hours later than planned. The math suggests that there could be a delay. Assistant Launch Director Jeremy Graver says a decision won't come until a planned hold just before 8 a.m. At this point, uh, it's better to just wait and see where we get to and make that evaluation uh, as we get to that T-minus 10-minute hold. NASA hopes to launch at 8.33 Eastern, the start of a two-hour window. Police in Bend, Oregon are working on a motive after two people were killed at a Safeway supermarket last night. Heather Thompson was making a phone call on her parents' porch across the street from the store when she heard 10 to 20 shots and then another 10 to 20 shots and by that time I went inside and told my dad to get away from the window. Police say a gunman opened fire in the parking lot then killed two people inside the store. They found the suspect dead there as well. Police say officers did not fire. Many Mississippians are leaving the capital of Jackson ahead of more possible flooding today. We're moving now just because whether we flood or not we don't know but we definitely won't have, have power, power in a few hours. The Pearl River could overflow its banks after days of rain. The governor's already issued a state of emergency. Halfway around the world in Pakistan, catastrophic flooding has washed away entire villages and killed more than a thousand people. Foreign Minister Bilawal Bhutuzardari. It is a catastrophe on a scale that I have never seen before when we've experienced uh, floods and monsoons of historic proportions before, but this has really engulfed us all. The head of the International Atomic Energy Agency says the UN nuclear watchdog's mission is on its way to Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear plant after it was knocked offline last week, raising the danger of a radiation leak. Ukraine's foreign minister, Dmitry Kuleba, calls it the hardest mission in the IAEA's history. We should all be united in demanding uh, one thing, the withdrawal of Russia from Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. A tennis superstar begins what's expected to be her very last tournament before retiring. The 1999 U.S. Open women's singles champion Serena Williams. Serena plays Danka Kovinic in her first round match at the Open tonight. She'll also play doubles with her sister Venus. Dow Futures down 253. This is CBS News. 
The Dell Technologies Labor Day event is here. Up to 48% off Vostro laptops with 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Upgrade by calling 877-ASK-DELL. 6.03 here on your Monday morning. It's August 29th. We'll have sunshine today. It'll be humid and our highs in the low 90s. Good morning, I'm Joan Jones. And I'm Bruce Allen. Here are the top local stories we're following for you this hour. 400,000 kids are beginning their school year this morning in this region. More than 150,000 students will walk through school doors in Montgomery County. 131,000 will do that in Prince George's County. It's also the first day of school in Baltimore, Charles, and Howard Counties, and in Baltimore City. And just over 50,000 kids are headed back to school in the district, which is home to the only school system in the area that requires students to be vaccinated against the coronavirus. In Virginia, students at Arlington and Falls Church are returning to class today. And while many districts in this region and all throughout the country are having trouble filling teacher positions, we've learned that's not the case in Montgomery County. WTOP's Luke Luker begins our team coverage from Rockville. Here, the school system is almost completely staffed. Today, we're staffed at 99%. We're going to have a qualified adult prepared to serve our children today in all of our classrooms. Superintendent Monifa McKnight says they have hired around 1,000 new teachers into the system. They are ready. They participate in professional development for our substitute teachers who are supporting us for those vacancies that we're still trying to hire for. They also have been trained and ready. Montgomery County is also going to see some students in Gaithersburg walk through the doors of the brand new elementary school called Harriet Tuck. Elementary and Rockville High School. Luke Luker, WTOP News. And in Prince George's County, there are some important COVID requirements in place for students. WTOP's Shana Stulen is in Adelphi. Here in Prince George's County, the school district is welcoming back 131,000 kids today, and everyone, staff too, will have to be wearing masks on indoors about a month after they transition to a mask optional policy. The school system says it's subject to change again. They're not, however, requiring kids to get COVID vaccines or submit a negative test like neighboring D.C. And while the goal is to make everything smooth for kids on this first day back, there's some drama behind the scenes. There's been a concerted effort to force six progressive members of the school board out. Separately, the state is trying to remove the head of the board, Juanita Miller, but she's appealing. In Adelphi, Shane is doing WTOP News. Other news this morning, he was just starting his professional football career, and big things were expected of him, too. But instead, the Washington commander's Brian Robinson is in the hospital. He's recovering from being shot during a carjacking. The 23-year-old running back suffered non-life-threatening injuries in what multiple police sources say was attempted robbery around 10th and 8th Streets Northeast around 5.30 Sunday afternoon. Sources say Robinson was shot in the leg. D.C. police say they recovered a gun near the scene of the armed robbery and began a search for two suspects who left the scene of the shooting. Robinson is a draft pick from the University of Alabama and was expected to start for the commanders this season. Dick Iuliano, W. T.O.P. News. Callers have been threatening and harassing some doctors at Children's National Hospital in the district. The threats began after a conservative group secretly recorded phone calls with some hospital employees. The creator of the conservative Twitter account Libs of TikTok made a call to Children's claiming to be a mom of a transgender 16-year-old boy who wanted a gender-affirming hysterectomy. During the call, one of the call takers allegedly claimed that they've seen kids younger than the child's age undergo the surgery. The hospital responded to the Washington Post by saying the employees offered inaccurate information and that it does not offer the procedure to anyone under 18 years old. 
In a statement, it also says none of the people who were secretly recorded by the activist group delivers care to its patients. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Up ahead, right after traffic and weather, a local school system is changing the way it teaches young students reading and math. 607. Here's a highlight from Dan Carroll, the field CTO for cybersecurity in the office of the CTO for Dell Technologies Federal Systems on the Zero Trust Cyber Exchange presented by Kerasoft. What we've done at Dell is we've created what we're calling our pillared approach. We have device, user, transport, application, and data trust. And then across all of that, you have analytics and logging, and that drives automation and compliance. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Zero Trust Cyber Exchange. IT's role in delivering a modernized user experience, regardless of location, provides a competitive advantage, providing a flexible, productive work experience while maintaining. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.